this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Welcome to Haken, an Animal Crossing podcast, your podcast dedicated to all things Animal Crossing. This episode is brought to you by Amy Moore, our newest featured artist and creator of the new art you see on the show today. Sergio and I are joined by Drama to discuss all sorts of Animal Crossing things. So to begin, hello Sergio, how are you doing? Hello Chewy, I'm doing quite well, what about yourself? I'm doing well, and Drama, it's nice to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, so fu- uh, I guess funny thing with us is <laughs> I mostly talk to you through like just Twitter replies on tweets. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm always so appreciative of everything you have to say on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's good. Someone has to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, basically, like I, I found your account because you were always like, you know, just responding to stuff I was saying. And then I was like, Oh, cool. You say some cool things. And I mean, <laughs> of course, like, it's because you're agreeing with me and everybody feels good when people <laughs> agree with them. But you know, that's not a bad thing to be okay with. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you are a streamer. Uh, yeah. Dramakins TV is your handle on Twitch, correct? No, just Dramakins. Okay, I, I, maybe I'm just mixing. I always see the Twitch TV, and I always yeah. add that at everybody's. So Dramakins, yeah, 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 Dramakins. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, before we get too far into your background and all of that stuff, I do mm-hmm. want to spend some time discussing or at least covering the artwork that we have received from Amy Moore. Um, for those who don't know, I have a Patreon and I typically use that all of those funds to go, I guess, just directly back into the show. And for the most part, it has been art and um This piece I commissioned, that's the word I was trying to find, I commissioned it from Amy Moore, A-M-I-M-O-O-R-E, so Amy, she, I saw, I first saw her artwork, she, there was this piece going around, it was just a cabin, like an Animal Crossing cabin Mm. in the woods, and I was like, this is a delightful little piece, it feels so quaint, it feels quiet, it feels slightly dark as well, (laughs) so I liked that, Um, but then I like clicked through her art, because I'm always looking at artists who do specific like Animal Crossing art, just to kind of see what else they do, and her page has like a lot of really cute things, I like um, she has this really cute burger, some cute cats and stuff that she's drawn. <laughs> and so I contacted her on Twitter and was like, Hey, I don't know if you do commissions, but I'm interested in one. <laughs> and she responded pretty quickly and I respond pretty slowly. <laughs> um, <laughs> So it took me a little bit to actually get this going. And also because I contacted her a lot earlier than I have past artists for um, pieces. Mm. Um, so this one, I was like, you know, I'm 
getting in kind of the hang of doing like commissioned pieces every season. Um, eventually I want to move on to doing them like every month, which would be really cool. Um, but for now, uh, I was ahead of time. So I was like, you know, I got some time. So I was a little slow getting back to her and I feel bad about that. But she was very quick at getting me this piece, <laughs> which I'm always <laughs> appreciative of. Um, so you both can kind of see the piece right now. Mm-hmm. It is spring. It's, uh, features the cherry blossoms. It features three characters. Um, I guess usually I pick three characters. Um, the first art had, of course, Sergio and I as our little villagers. Um, but this one, the last two, I've only kind of picked a few villagers to add. Um, and so the villagers in this piece are, I guess I'll go top to bottom. That's kind of an order yeah. that they go in. <laughs> um, so at the top, we have a deer named Bruce. He's a cranky villager. <laughs> we have Ellie. She's an elephant. She's laying down on a little picnic um, blanket. And I actually don't know what her personality is. My guess would be normal or peppy. Mm. I don't know. Um, and then we have Pearl, who is a cat. And I feel like her... I forget her personality. I haven't spoken to her since population <laughs> growing. I think she was in my town. <laughs> um, and I say that like there's only one Pearl, but everybody can have Pearl, technically. Um, but yeah, it... it she sent me, I guess, a couple different drawings about, uh, and I shared one of those drawings with patrons on Patreon, and it was not the final one. It was a different kind of look to it, um, but this one was the second drawing hmm. um, that I didn't send over, and I was like, I really like this picnic setting. I think it's fun. It's fitting for spring. Like, everybody, like, when winter is over... You just want to go outside after being locked up for so long. <laughs> um, at least lately, I've been feeling that way because it's been right. kind of nice, like cool spring days where it's still not too hot. I feel uh, everything's too hot for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I feel like this piece kind of caught spring. Like it's a nice day to go outside, yes. spend looking at butterflies, watering some flowers, eating a sandwich, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I guess, what did you, what did you all think of this new artwork that we've got for the show? Oh, I really liked it. When we shared it on, on Discord, I, it almost felt like one of those times when there's Animal Crossing news, because you see something so cool and exciting that it's, oh, it's so nice. It's so beautiful. And like you said, like, like all the ones we had so far, they really capture the spirit of the season. Like that, this is Animal Crossing. This is spring put together beautifully it's amazing (laughs) i just love how colorful it is and the color story of it all it's just it's a really really pretty piece and super well done yeah yeah i think uh, i do really like how things pop and the one uh, i forgot to mention this but one of the reasons i really wanted to have amy do this piece was there uh, the the first piece that i saw by her that little cabin in the forest what I liked about it is the depth that it had. And I feel like the first two kind of Haken, Welcome to Haken and Animal Crossing podcast images were very, like, kind of more flat, more plain, mm-hmm. more like everything was in that same um, field of vision, that same level. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one, 
you know, you can tell there's like some layering to the characters and there's yes. some depth to it. So that's one of the reasons that I really wanted her to do it, just to give more variety to the types of, uh, I guess, pictures that we're getting for this show. Because I, I don't know if I've mentioned this outside of Discord, or maybe I mentioned this on like a video or maybe the podcast before. But like I said, I want to start moving into like doing a monthly type of image mm-hmm. and most of that is based around like it'd be so fun to have a calendar of these um so yeah that's kind of the end goal like to have enough like 12 of these images one of them to represent each month you know right um mm-hmm. and just have like a, a just a haking calendar that people can enjoy I eventually i think that would be so pretty that'd be really cool <laughs> for people too to have like a way to like have haken in their own home Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bring in the entire world of Haken to your home. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you sell it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, So, yeah, the last thing I really wanted to say was a little, I guess, usually the characters I pick have some sort of theme, some sort of meaning and everything. Um, In this case, uh, all of these characters had spring birthdays. And... Bruce, uh, who's the deer in this piece, was one of my favorite villagers that I had. He was my best friend until he moved away. What a meanie. Um, (laughs) But he's a cranky villager. Uh, I never really liked the interior of his house. It seemed strange. Like, it didn't really fit him. He had, like, a basketball hoop going on. It was kind of (laughs) grungy and strange. Um, I don't know. I I felt like it didn't really fit, like, the cranky personality. But, you know, you get what you get. Um, And then Ellie, I have a good friend named Ellie who has done some pretty cool art herself. And I was like, oh, there's an elephant. And its name is Ellie. And I have a good friend named Ellie. And so I just picked it. And they had a spring birthday. So I think it worked out. And then Pearl, like I said, is a villager I've had um, back in population growing. And yeah, so I thought it was just fitting to have a couple villagers that I have had in my town. And one that just reminded me of a friend who I haven't really had, but I have all the amiibo cards, so I could scan them in technically. I think they were, (laughs) this character was a, at least the Ellie character was introduced in the first Animal Crossing, maybe E plus or something. Mm. But it was one of the returning characters through the Welcome Amiibo, Amiibo card set. Nice. That's very repetitive. Welcome <laughs> Amiibo, Amiibo card set. Two separate things. <laughs> Just in case you thought I said Amiibo twice, I did. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, it's a fun piece. I'm really happy about it. And before we move on from there, I do want to say follow Amy on all of her social media and everything. She's got a Twitter, Amy Illustration. Um, once again, that's A-M-I and then Illustration, how you would normally spell it. Instagram is Amy Moore illustration. And then she has a Tumblr as well. And she's Mayor Cutie Cat there. So mayor-cutiecat.tumblr.com. And that's where you can find her. Um, and you'll probably see all of these things all throughout the social media. They'll be in the show notes as well, if you're interested. And like I said, check out her website. She's got a lot of really cute artwork there. And yeah, she does commissions. So if you like it, feel free to order from her. She's great. <laughs> 
All right, so let's go ahead and move on. Like I said, we're going to get back to you, drama. <laughs> um, and we are now back to you. So, what I always like to do when we have guests on the show is get kind of a background of their, you know, their essential story with Animal Crossing. So,、mm-hmm. my question to you is when did you first get into Animal Crossing? What game was it? How old were you? Tell us. Every single detail you can. Like, I really love when people go in depth with these things. Okay.、Um, well, the first time I ever played Animal Crossing was actually on the GameCube.、Uh, I was in middle school and it like, had just came out like, that September. And I was like, okay, I want it. And so that's what we did. <laughs> I went ahead and been playing Animal Crossing since the GameCube like, on release. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. So <laughs> I. It,、uh, I, what I like about that is, like, I remember, I don't even know how. No, no you know what? I just remembered. <laughs> I remember, I didn't know anything about Animal Crossing. I'd never seen it. I never heard it. I never even knew it existed. And then just some friend came to school one day and he was like, hey, I got a GameCube. I got this game called Animal Crossing. And then he started telling me about it. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, but I love everything <laughs> you're saying. <laughs> and、yeah. so. So, yeah, it wasn't a game like I got like, right at it, as, as it came out. I didn't even have a GameCube the, at the time <laughs> it、oh. came out. I, I mean, I was still sitting, I think I was in like sixth grade, and I was building little GameCubes out of paper and, <laughs> and、so、pretending、cute. to play one. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs>、um, That's too so obvious. Like、yeah, I was a little kid. <laughs>、um, but yeah, it's really cool that you got it at launch. So, I guess. What did you think when you first played it? Well, I mean, like, because I got the GameCube also at launch, which was really funny. It was like the year before that. And my brother always、mm-hmm. had like tons of different games to play. Like, he was really into like Luigi's Mansion and like everything else that it had to offer. But I never really felt like there was a game that like really stood out to me. Like, I had Pikmin, but like, I don't know. I wasn't <laughs> very good at it. And I always like felt bad when I watched people play like a complete story game because like once it's over, it's over. And I always hated that feeling. And the way that Animal Crossing was always advertised and how it is, is that it doesn't technically end. And so when I started seeing like the commercials for it, I was like, Mom, I need this. And she's like, Yeah, let's get that for you. That'll be fun for you. <laughs> like, she felt bad that I had this system I never touched. And she's like, Let's find a game that you'll actually play on it that I bought you. <laughs> like, that would be great. So, yeah, I've been playing it. I played it so much all the time. I, I spent a lot of hours playing Animal Crossing on the GameCube. I can't even explain. <laughs> <laughs> Go, mom. I think that's awesome. <laughs> yeah.、Um, to feel like, oh man, I got you the system and it's a bummer for you. <laughs> Let's fix that with some Animal Crossing. Yeah. I、It、think that should, that should be Nintendo's attitude right now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Be my mom, Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, I, I guess, what, was it those commercials where they had like those live action people <laughs> kind of dressed up? I love Were those. Were those the ones? Yeah, those got you... me. I was like, I need this. <laughs> like, because at the time, like, like, if you watch them now, it's so out of touch. But at the time, <laughs> it was so in brand of like what we kind of wanted in commercials. And I was like, yeah, this sounds great. I want in on this so badly. Yeah, I, I kind of miss that. Because I feel like <laughs> you don't get that much explanation with Animal Crossing anymore. Because、um, mm-hmm. we've talked about this before, Sergio, where you're just like, 
yeah, it's this game where you get a house and pay your mortgage. Yeah. It's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> and so those commercials are unique because it gives you kind of, you know, just this is how Nintendo decided to explain this game. And it was like, you know, <laughs> real world type of thing um, that's bizarre, but it makes sense for anybody who grew up at that point. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's pretty fun. Um, so what was it about Animal Crossing that made you like it so much? Uh, I, I know you kind of went into the aspect of it, like, doesn't really end kind of thing, but... Yeah. 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 That was a big thing for me. It was just, like, I never wanted a game to end, and I still have that complex, like, to this day. Like, I never want games to end. I remember when I was playing the Animal Crossing on GameCube, I had got this statue that was like, hey, you you finished paying off your house. And I remember crying, because I was like, no, does that mean it's over? Like, I thought this game means it wouldn't be over. <laughs> I was, like, super invested in it, but... I just love everything about it. I like that I can do what I want. I can explore. I can be adventurous. I can collect. It's kind of like all of my little niche things that I liked about myself or like liked in games was all in one game for me. And I was like, this is great. I love this. <laughs> yeah, I like that a lot. Um, especially because that intro with KK Slider, I always think of what he's saying and he's just like, this is the place where you can do whatever you want. No rules, no parents, no nothing. <laughs> um, yeah, it's nice to go back to that. And I know, Sergio, you really latched onto that, too. Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> um, so one thing I love about Animal Crossing is just, like, the diversity of players that are, you know, are playing the game. And you get all different ages, genders, backgrounds, what whatnot. So I'm interested in your experience being a female in the gaming landscape. Um, because like I mentioned earlier, you're a Twitch streamer and everything. And mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, you get all of this rhetoric from people who are just <laughs> like, oh, it's always been a thing that boys do, that sort of thing. And I'm like, not really. It's always been a thing that a lot of people do. But yeah, yeah, I guess, can you go into your experience being a female in gaming? It's definitely different. Um, I think people have a perception that like, oh, you only like cutesy games like Stardew Valley and Animal Crossing. I'm like, well, I do, but I like more things too, I promise. (laughs) But I feel like there's a really big stereotype. Like I know a lot of like female gamers who are like really, really competitive and play like professionally. So like, it's a very different vast thing from like, you know, some people who are more casual players like myself to like where some are like more competitive. Um, I feel like I try to sell myself as somebody who's bad at games. And so I feel like that's why people <laughs> like to watch me is because they like to watch me fail. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fun. That can be yeah. fun. <laughs> it is. It's fun. Then I can yeah. be as reckless as I want to be. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, and I think that's good. I think that's good to recognize that, you know, there are women out there who are playing games for different reasons. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's where I feel like a lot of people get stuck, where they're just like, they can't imagine that. I'm like, I don't know. Why not? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I I think there are a lot of ways that things are appealing. And I guess this makes me think of, too, like you mentioned Stardew Valley. Yeah. And... I'm kind of a new fan of that game, a newer-ish fan. Like, mm-hmm. I got into it as it was added to the Switch, for example. Okay. Um, so, recently, there was, like, a competitive Stardew Valley stream <laughs> going yeah. on. And everybody was like, how, how does that even work? <laughs> and 
I think there was a big cash prize involved. I forget. Um, yeah, I, I want to say like somewhere in the hundreds of thousands of dollars or something. It was a but, it was a big money pool. I know that. Yeah, so it, it was a lot of money at stake for playing Stardew Valley competitively. But I think most of the goals were just like getting all the achievements or something. Um, yeah. Which I, I I haven't done that. It's hard to do. It's so hard. <laughs> it's it, and you have to put in a lot of hours and to be mm-hmm. able to do that. But I think they had teams doing it since you know the multiplayer has been added and yeah, that's just an amazing thing to me that like you can turn any almost any game probably almost any game into something competitive. And I feel like that happens with Animal Crossing at times. So. <laughs> Have you ever been competitive with Animal Crossing or like felt like, oh, man, I need to keep playing because some people got this stuff and I don't have that stuff and I need it. So have you felt that urge at all? I'm kind of like the most uncompetitive person. Like if someone's (laughs) being competitive against me, I tend to just like try to lose on purpose so they can win. Like I never like wanting people upset. So I'll go out of my way to make sure that they they win if they're very competitive. But yeah, I've, (laughs) I've seen some people try to feel like, Animal Crossing's competitive, like, oh, I'm gonna have, like, the best house and the most furniture and, like, the highest level, and I'm like, I'm just gonna play the way I want to play it and make sure I have lots of content for myself. (laughs) Yeah, and I think that's fun, too. I also feel that way, and more and more, uh, like, Sergio, we talked about it, I forget when, but we kind of talked about our fear of, like, running out of content two years into this Animal Crossing and knowing we're going to have to wait, like, another five years. (laughs) And so, like, Sergio and I have talked about, like, maybe we shouldn't try to do everything we can in that first year. (laughs) Maybe we should take it slow and, like, leave this game as open as possible to be lasting, like, whatever seven-year wait we have to go through again for the next game. Right. Yeah, so I I like that aspect too, um, where you can just play and do whatever you want, and I think that uh, I feel like that just captures Animal Crossing too, though. Like that's the whole goal of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we had some miscellaneous questions for you, Sergio. You actually came up with a lot of these. Do you want to go through some of them? Yes, definitely. So, um, drama. Who is your favorite? villager and also non-villager character like the special characters you know like tom nook isabel or kk okay uh well my favorite villager is midge uh i fell in love with her in animal crossing new leaf and Mm. i just think she's just this cutest little bird she's like a little like plaid or whatever you call it like sweater vest and she has like a pink little home with like cute little furniture and she was one of the normal villagers, and she's always had, like, really nice dialogue. And, like, when she moved away, I absolutely bawled my eyes out. Like, that was actually what made me stop playing New Leaf for a while, because oh, I was wow. like, nope, I'm done. She moved away. I'm over this game. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> So I was really upset about that. I think out of, like, the non-villagers, I'll probably have to go basic and go Tom Nook. I always like the idea that he's, like, this jokingly villain in the game. Like, oh, my God, he's just right. a mobster. I like played up that <laughs> role for him. So I've always loved Tom Nook and like all of like his little sunsy ruse. <laughs> you know, now that I think of it, it would be pretty fun to see him kind of take up that persona where he's like, you know, retired mob boss or something gone clean. <laughs> yeah. And he's like still got these like, you know, tendencies to do some sort of scam. But I, 
I think it'd be great. I think that would be so fun. That would bring so much life to his character, like him getting off the phone with people, like, and you can tell it was like some kind of deal was going down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially with like people kind of saying New Leaf was great, but I think kind of across the board, people were disappointed in the variety of the personalities of characters. Like everybody yeah. just got kind of bland after a while. And yeah, it'd be nice to give characters more personas that they could take up, you know? Yeah, exactly. So you you mentioned you playing New Leaf in you, uh, earlier on. You also mentioned you know getting population growing right at launch and being super excited. So, question for you: Which one of the mainline games is your favorite Animal Crossing game? Um, I play. I've played all four of the mainline games. Um, but I have to say that my favorite was probably New Leaf. Um, I feel like all of them were all really good and they had different things to bring, but the amount of mm -hmm. content that they brought to New Leaf and the different types of, uh, I guess, niche things they brought, like you being the mayor and being able to like more like customize the town, I felt like that was more entertaining for me to be able to like make it feel like it was really my town and like it wasn't just like I was some random person who lived there. Like I was in charge of this place and I can make right. it look pretty and... I don't know. I really liked the mayor aspect of the town. Oh, nice. Yeah, and I think that's nice because, like, it's another way the game, like, casually gives you more stake in the gameplay. Because yeah. I think what you run into with a game like Animal Crossing is, like, okay, like, I know I can do this stuff, but, like, I don't really need to. It's not a requirement of me. I don't get punished if I don't. Yeah. Um, But I feel like it gives you that in another way. Like, it rewards you in some way, and you feel... I mean, I don't want to use the word obligated to play and keep your village <laughs> looking great, but it does make you feel like some sort of pride behind your town. Mm. Yeah, there's an incentive to, like, keep playing or, like, doing certain tasks. Nice. So, let's say, what is your favorite time of year to play Animal Crossing? Like, do you have a, a favorite season? Either do you just have more time or maybe it, it reminds you of, of a certain event? Um, well, my favorite holidays always have been Halloween. And so, the idea that there's, Ooh. like, an entire month basically dedicated to Halloween, like, I'm all about that. <laughs> like, I love doing anything Halloween-esque. Like, I remember I had, like, an entire house dedicated to Nightmare Before Christmas, And it was just all Halloweened out. Like, I had, like, perfect trees. I, like, already lost their fruit there, like, all around it. Nice. I was really into Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mentioned to you, Sergio, like, when you shake those perfect fruit trees enough and they lose all their leaves, it looks so good. Yes. It does. <laughs> it looks, they're so creepy looking. And so, like, I had, like, it was, like, this random corner, like, a little peninsula in the middle of my village. And, like, it was the very bottom corner. And so, like, if you walked down there, you would just see this house that was creepy looking with, like, creepy, like, dead trees everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that is perfect. I, uh, that's life goals for me, just to achieve, like, the perfect creepy looking place. Because that's the aesthetic right there. <laughs> well, I mean, the rest of the town was cutesy. Like, I had, like, all I had all of the cute furniture, like, the mermaid stuff or, like, the candy stuff or whatever it was. But the rest of the town was super cutesy. But the one corner was like, wait, what? What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> That makes it, like, even better because you. It, it makes me just think of all those Halloween specials where, you know, the kids, they live in that perfect town and they're all afraid to trick-or-treat at this one scary house <laughs> on the block. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's awesome. 
Nice. Now, as far as, you know, the spin-off games like Happy Home Designer, Amiibo Festival, and more recently Pocket Camp, what what do you think of those? Which one is your favorite? Did, did you actually like Amiibo Festival? We don't talk about Amiibo Festival. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually never played it. Um, I got a Wii U kind of at a weird time, and I already heard all of the horror stories. I was like, I'm going to avoid that. Um, but I did get Happy Home Designer, and I do play Pocket Camp pretty regularly. Um, I did really like the games. I like Happy Home Designer because it sounds selfish, but it brought new content to actual New Leaf. So, like, it brought, like, the whole grid system into decorating oh, inside your house. Like, gotcha. that was brought because of Happy Home Designer. Right. Um, but it also gave me hope for, like, a future game because you're able to, like, decorate outside. You're able to, like, customize, like, your villagers' houses and stuff. And I liked that. And I'm like, okay, give mm. me that in the Switch now. Like, that's what I want. <laughs> yeah. And then Pocket Camp has been really fun, like, as, like, a little, like, nighttime game. Like, I always, like, kind of go through and, like, collect all my stuff or do the tasks and... I don't know. It's just kind of like a nice little, like, I guess, fill the void moment. Oh, nice. So have you been playing since since launch? Yeah, I've been playing since launch. Mm. Not like heavy, but like I if I were going on a break, it wouldn't be more than like 30 days. But I've been playing pretty regularly since launch. Oh, nice. That's pretty awesome. So have you been like keeping up with kind of the updates that have happened recently? Yeah, I do all of them. Like all the especially like the new updates have been really awesome. Because all of the events are, like, month-long now. Instead of just, like, at the time, it was like, oh, here's a random flower event. Well, we might get another event in, like, two or three weeks. But now it's, like, there's a right. whole theme. And it's, like, this one was, like, a very spring event. Like, here's a bunch of spring, like, flowered furniture and, like, spring items that you can get. And they kind of, like, kept the theme, like, for it the whole time. And so I like the way that they're doing the events now. And you can just participate in which parts of it you want or participate in all of it. Mm. Yeah, and I keep saying, uh, or at least like, you know, I, I've been speaking very highly of Pocket Camp lately, because I feel yeah. like it started off slow, a lot of people were, you know, they, they were just turned off by it. They, yeah. It didn't feel like a, it didn't feel like it filled that need for Animal Crossing, like they wanted it to. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'd say like, all of the updates that we've gone through, all of the things that we can now do. And sort of the things that they streamlined as well, things like um, doing tasks for villagers and stuff. Like, you can yeah. do that so quickly now that you can enjoy other parts of the game. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like it's finally become that mobile title that Animal Crossing should be. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it, it took them long enough, but <laughs> I think the unfortunate thing is, like, there are a lot of people who aren't going to go back to that. They're not going to try it again. Yeah. Um, the, usually that first initial release is like that big push to really get a game out there. And I think, unfortunately, people were turned off by it. And I'm like, no, but it's it's good now. It, <laughs> you should check it out. It's fun. <laughs> I mean, I'm really glad they did it because there's a lot of friends of mine uh, who I've met through Twitch and all of that who never played an Animal Crossing title before. And they played Pocket Camp and they're like, this seems cool, but I feel like a mainline game would be really neat. I'll wait till it comes out on the Switch. And so like... It has, in a way, like, leaned people into, like, wanting to try, like, a mainline Animal Crossing game. And so, like, that's, like, some good that's come out of it, even from the people who may yes. have abandoned it. Yeah, I'm really glad you have, like, actual examples of people <laughs> who haven't played Animal Crossing and then, you know, kind of got introduced through Pocket Camp. I feel, 
<laughs> it makes me wonder who got introduced to Animal Crossing through Amiibo Festival. <laughs> Those poor souls. <laughs> um, if that was your first game, let me know. <laughs> I need to know what you think of Animal Crossing. <laughs> I need to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, which reminds... And uh, I don't know. I was doing a lot of research lately on like Animal Crossing at E3. Yeah. And... Just watching some of the commercials, there's this one with this kid and he's like trying to sell you on Animal Crossing and stuff. And I'm just like, I want to put feelers out there to try to find this guy, whoever he is now, and see (laughs) what he just knows from doing that commercial. (laughs) Um, But but yeah, it's really cool to hear that like people have actually been learning about Animal Crossing through Pocket Camp and Mm -hmm. maybe they didn't stick around but maybe they saw like oh there's some potential here and I'd be interested in seeing a new game or a full game which is cool um so let's talk about content because you were just talking about streaming on Twitch so um tell us a bit about your your I guess Twitch channel uh well my Twitch channel is very different I feel like than from Animal Crossing um, I tend to play um, more like looter shooter games or more like action pack styled games. I just find them to be just, I guess, a change of pace. And it's a lot more fun to do like with a Twitch environment, I would say. Yeah, yeah, I think that's cool. That's, um, you know, just keep it high energy, have something yeah. always to ta- talk about. So I guess I'm guessing you play like a lot of different games on your own time then too. Yeah, I play a lot more like <laughs> casual games on my free time. Like mm. I've been playing like a lot of my time at Porsche or like Stardew Valley on the Switch, um, things like that. Like I'm I'm more attracted to like the simulation like casual styled games, but for like my personality, they don't translate very well for stream. Like some people can stream them really well, but I can't. Um, I'm just very like to the book of like how I need to do things like and be efficient, and that's I feel like that's not very entertaining to watch. It's more entertaining to watch me like fall down holes and die a lot I feel like (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah so I I understand that like as far as like efficiency goes I Mm -hmm. spend like so much time just on my own going like okay what is the best way to um, handle my spring season in Stardew Valley this year yeah (laughs) Um, so I'll just like plan (laughs) that out kind of while I'm not playing (laughs) oh yeah I've done that too like I've started over in those games so many times because I'm like okay I can do it better and, like, I'll see how efficient I can be, like, in, a like, the two years time frame in Stardew Valley or, like, all right, like, with, like, same thing with, uh, what was it, my time at Porsche. I was like, okay, I need to start over again and again to, like, be more efficient before, like, this task comes up. And Yeah, so my time at Porsche, I've seen a little bit of it. I don't mm-hmm. know too much, um, but it is coming to Switch. What can it you tell is. us about that game? Um, I'm actually partnered with them, so yay! Um, oh, cool. I, I love that game. So basically, it's similar in a way to Stardew Valley, except instead of having, like, a farm and, like, really focusing on growing crops, you have a workshop. So you're more crafting furniture and items, uh, kind of for the town. And the way that I guess I like it almost more than Stardew Valley is that you're helping improve the town. So, like, at one point, the town doesn't have any streetlights. You help build streetlights to make it so it's more lit up for yourself at night. And just, like, little things over time that you're doing uh, to try to, like, be the best workshop in town, I guess. Uh, that That's something that sounds really appealing to me. Yeah. Uh, mostly because it's, like, 
Stardew Valley, essentially what you described, you only get that through the community center, for example. And one thing I always mention on Discord is like, I would not mind if going into this Animal Crossing game that we don't get kind of a full thing going. Like, I like that aspect of seeing your town grow and being part of that growth and I guess really contributing to the society in some way. Exactly. So, yeah, that's why I've been interested in my time at Porsche. I think it looks, I, I like the look of it. I th- like the type of game it is. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, in general, I just feel like, when are we getting Animal Crossing? I need something to fill my time <laughs> with. <laughs> it's supposed to come out sometime this spring for the my time at Porsche. I know that. They haven't officially announced a date yet, but it's supposed to come out in the springtime. So hopefully, hopefully we get a date soon because I want to know. Yeah, that's exciting. I'm I'm pretty sure a lot of our listeners are looking forward to that. And if they don't know about it, they'd probably be happy to s- play and know about that game. Um, mm-hmm. Especially just to like, you know, we need something while we're waiting. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely will fill the void of waiting, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess as far as content go, do you mainly stream? Is that the main thing you like to create? Yeah, so I think for the most part of my content that I do is just mostly on Twitch, just mostly streaming. Um, I've been doing that for about almost two years now. So, yeah, I really like it, though. That's pretty awesome. And then I saw recently you've started a YouTube channel as <laughs> yeah. well. And I, you know, because I follow you on Twitter, I kind of have an idea that it's going to be kind of Animal Crossing related. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess... I'm sure like you're just at the beginning of this slash early stages, <laughs> but I guess do you have any ideas of what you want to do? Because I'm I I look for as much Animal Crossing content as anybody, <laughs> and even though I make a bunch of it too, <laughs> um, but I always appreciate more. <laughs> I'm the same way. Like I feel like with my streaming, like I said, like it's very action packed. It's very in your face, and I kind of like want to create different style of content, but it's not exactly for my audience that I have with Twitch. So like I want to mm. be able to have a different platform so that like YouTube where I can be more relaxed with gaming or like play I don't know, if I ever like switch to other types of content, but I definitely want to be more focused around Animal Crossing as best as I can. Yeah, that that's awesome. Um especially with like Animal Crossing Switch coming out. Mm-hmm. We're we're going to need to see everybody's towns. We want to see <laughs> how people are designing things. Because I think that's like one of the really big fun things about it is like just how supportive people are slash um, ex- genuinely excited to see what you're doing with your yeah. town. Um, and I-, I think that's where I guess Animal Crossing does get away from that like competitive aspect. It's where like you have a community that's truly feeling like, oh, I really like what you're doing. That's very, that inspires me to do this. Or they like what you're doing, you know, and they're inspired to do something along those lines. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's exciting. Just because, uh, like I said, I look for as much content as anybody. <laughs> I do the <laughs> same thing. Because <laughs> I just, I need to know. I need to know who knows what out there. <laughs> I'm the same way. I literally search the word Animal Crossing on Twitter every day. I search the Reddit all the time. Oh, I'm always oh, on YouTube, nice. like, looking for new videos. Even if I, like, watching, like, 
your wish list videos. Like I watch all of those from everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I don't know. I love Animal Crossing content, and I just want to absorb as much as possible. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. It's just fun. It's fun to get more of the game that you love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I guess, what advice would you have for people wanting to create content? Um, I think one of the best things that you can really do as a content creator is to not put all your eggs in one basket. Uh, like I've like said, I've been just streaming on Twitch for like two years, but now it's like okay, I want to expand my content. Now I've I got Twitch under my belt. I still want to do it, but now I want to like branch out more into YouTube or maybe I want to branch out more into like Instagram or whatever the case may be. Try to make sure that you are dipping your toes in a little bit of everything in case, you know, one of the houses burns down. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, that that's a huge thing. Um, I have a lot of friends. I'm, I do like marketing um, as like my main job, um, my oh, day cool. job, you could say. Um, but I have a lot of friends who like marketing is one of those, I guess, types of careers where you can really do a lot with it Mm -hmm. and when you start looking into stuff that you can do on your own one of the biggest warnings is always like exactly that like don't put all your eggs in one basket because that that basket's gonna break one day yeah (laughs) and all your eggs are gonna fall out and you're gonna have nothing to carry them anymore um Mm -hmm. and so that that's always the danger with those types of things you see a lot more um, just articles coming out of YouTubers feeling like, you know, they're burnt out. Their channel has been destroyed by the algorithm. They can't mm-hmm. really make the same amount of money or make the living they used to on YouTube. And they, you know, it, unfortunately, in many, in some cases, people are left like scrambling for something else, you know, yeah. some other revenue stream. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's really good advice to give people and just to make sure. You know, if you're going to depend on it, make sure it's Mm -hmm. not the only thing you depend on. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's why you see a lot of YouTubers coming over to Twitch now is because there's just a different line of revenue and there's a different audience that's available there. And so you see a lot of people who are doing both. And I feel like it's easier to go from YouTube to Twitch and going from Twitch to YouTube is a little bit harder. But I don't know. I feel like it's a different type of content that I want to make. So I think it'll still be fun. Yeah, yeah. And I think especially when... When people think about like starting to make content and everything, um, I forget what the percentage is of content on YouTube being about video games, but it is like the majority. It's yeah. a huge percentage. And so it's not only like a market that's very impacted, like a lot of people are doing it, mm-hmm. but it's also a market that's like definitely evolving based on that. Uh, especially like the switch over to Twitch, it rhymes. Mm-hmm. Um, hey. <laughs> but but what I'm saying is like the the whole idea of doing content around video games is people usually think of like let's plays first, mm-hmm. and a lot of those channels that did let's plays have been like on the decline. They don't really do them anymore, and if they do, it's a live stream type of thing because that's just that's just the way people have learned uh, at least migrated toward in in terms of like enjoying watching people play games. And it's kind of, and I feel like it makes sense. It's like the natural progression of things to me, just because growing up you play games with people. Sometimes it's like a single player game and 
you know, you're with some friends, but part of the fun of it is that you can all experience that game at once, chat about it, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And so I feel like Twitch was the natural direction to go with that type of content, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's really cool because, like, someone might not know about a game that you're playing. They come in and ask you questions, and then you can help them. And you can't really, like, do that as easily on YouTube like you can that instant gratification that people want. They can get right. that with Twitch, which is really cool. Yeah. I mean, I was streaming yesterday, and I, it was Breath of the Wild doing, like, DLC stuff. And I was mm-hmm. like, I, I can't climb this thing. It's raining. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody was like, if you fly over there, there's, like, a place you can fly up with. <laughs> and I was like, oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, sometimes we just need help because we're not the best at games. Um, yeah. We just happen to play them in front of people. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, that's really awesome. Was there anything else you'd like to, uh, you think is like good advice or anything that really helped you out with your streaming? Um, I feel like always being true to yourself. Like you see some people who will like kind of play as a character or something like that. But I felt like for me, it was just so much easier just being me. And try not to be scared of like, oh, man, what someone doesn't like me? Well, somebody will. You're, you're bound to mm-hmm. find some people that will think you're entertaining or want to talk to you. So uh, just be true to yourself. Play things that you actually are interested in playing and do things that you actually enjoy. And you'll produce good content and people will show. Yeah, I think that's all. I, I think I fell down a rabbit hole one day. When I feel like you tweeted something about like how long it took people to become, say, a partner on Twitch. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I fell down the rabbit hole just seeing like all these different responses about like how many times people applied. And got um, denied. Yeah. Y- yeah, yeah. So uh, can you give us a little insight on that? I think a lot of people assume that like it's really easy for anyone who already has Twitch partnership. Uh, like I personally do. Um, and they feel like that, oh, man, you're a Twitch partner. Like, you have no say. You don't know what it's like to struggle or to, like, get denied. Mm. And so I had a friend who j- just got denied for Twitch partner. And I just, like, wanted to basically cheer her up. And so I went on and asked all of my friends, hey, how many times have you been denied for Twitch partner? And the amount of people that replied was just crazy. And the amount of times they had is just a lot higher than I thought it was going to be for some people. But it just shows that... You know, just because it happened to you doesn't mean it's the end of the world. Like, you can keep going. Like, look at all these successful people who have been denied before. Yeah, yeah. It takes a lot of work to get there. And just because, like, somebody's already there doesn't mean, you know, they didn't... Their their struggle to get there is not erased. <laughs> yeah. And their struggle to stay there is not erased either. Right, like, right. Oh, yeah. No, exactly. That's a yeah. huge thing with, like, a lot of people who, like, get Twitch partnership... Um, it's hard for them to like maintain that audience, especially if their tra- content changes or anything like that. It's always a struggle. Yeah, and I feel like this should give people some insight on how hard it is to start a band and then be a successful band for years, <laughs> because everybody hates you as soon as you change what you're doing. <laughs> but but it, it's hard because, you know, people grow, they change, they transform in some way that just alters the type of stuff they're interested in making. Yeah. And so I I think the realistic thing that happens is that people are going to change. And then there's some people who are going to like it. Some people are like, you know what? This is fine. I'm I'm okay with this. (laughs) I I like it. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it's hard to start a band, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, that's really cool. And I... 
I always think of kind of the the YouTube thing as well. And because mm-hmm. my channel has, is, I don't know, a little over three years old at this point. Um, but I remember at the beginning, things have changed on the YouTube landscape a lot. And mm-hmm. part of it is just like understanding that YouTube is a platform where that depends on people watching a lot of things and for them to essentially be able to serve up tons of ads. Like that's what they're going for. Mm -hmm. They're trying to serve up ads and earn revenue through those. Um, And so like when I started my YouTube channel, I think it was easy for like anybody to just run an ad on their channel. And then you get things that happen, some different types of scandals. And then, um, a little later, people are uh, YouTube changes and they're like, okay, so, you know, our people aren't going to run ads on here if we just let anybody do videos. Like, we need people who, in general, are like creating a trustworthy type of audience. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, aren't posting things that are going against, you know, their different guidelines and all of that. And yeah. so, uh, at the beginning, while I could run ads and that sort of thing, that changed quickly. And they've changed things where it's like, oh, you need 10,000 views on your channel to run ads. And then for a lot of people, that was like, oh, that's nothing. You can do that. And I was like, oh, I'm not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was almost there. And then all of a sudden that changed to like, oh, you need a 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 hours watched in the last year. And so... You're like, okay, Okay, yeah. And and so I managed to reach that one, barely. (laughs) It took three years. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think being aware of just like what it takes to, you know, at least make it some sort, some form of revenue is also hard. Um, Yeah. Yeah, because and I think that's the one thing I'm impressed with with Twitch is that like you can look at your stats and see how you're doing as far as like how close you are with like partnership and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess my question is that like accurate to um, what it takes to be a partner or are people still like denied after that? Um, I mean, yeah, I guess I at the wonder. end of the day, if you like you had really bad content, even though you had the viewership, they probably wouldn't want to give it to you. Um, but for the most part, if you meet the requirements, you're pretty much guaranteed to get partner, but you might not get on your first try. And I feel like that's where a lot of misconception comes from is they think is, oh, man, I hit, you know, path to partner. I can apply for a Twitch partner. And then they get denied and they don't understand why. Um, it's because Twitch wants to make sure that you're going to maintain that. It's more about the longevity uh, more than you did it right now. They want to make sure you can mm. do it. Like I had a friend who was just recently denied and he has about 300 people in his stream every day now. But they denied him because he had just recently started getting that, like, that traction. And they just want to make sure it's legit. So they're like, all right, we'll play again and we'll we'll let you know. And that's kind of like, I feel like some people miss that. Yeah, yeah. And that, that, that's hard to do. It, yeah. it, it, <laughs> and so I totally get it from their perspective. But it's also like, you know, it's, it, it's just hard to maintain that. It's hard to keep consistent. But... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the people who do, like, eventually they get there and there's the reward at the end of it. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. Um, so let's, okay, let's get into the main stuff. Let's talk about Animal Crossing Switch. Um, yes. Like I said, we talk on Twitter a lot, and it's mostly about <laughs> Animal Crossing Switch <laughs> and our disappointment of never hearing any news. Um, <laughs> I want to start at the beginning. Um, awesome. Eh. And by the beginning, I mean Animal Crossing Switch was announced. Um, we had the September 13th, 2018. I've ingrained this date in my head. But <laughs> that day was the day that changed everything. Because up yes. until then, it was just speculation. Like, is this, is Animal Crossing happening? So yeah. we had that direct. Isabel pops up on the screen. I started freaking out. I'm sure everybody started freaking out. <laughs> but you find out she's invited to Smash, and then <laughs> it's kind of taken away from you at oh. that point. And then Tom Nook finally pops up, and he lets us know that he's working on our town, because, you know, Tom Nook's our homeboy. Yeah. He's hooking it up. He's got my um, back. Yeah, he's got all of our backs. Um so what was your reaction to that announcement? Um, well, I think everyone's standard reaction was, oh, my God, it's happening. Oh, my God, it's not. Why would you do this to me, Nintendo? <laughs> then, oh, my God, it is actually happening. Uh, so I went through a wave of emotion, and I feel like that it was such a heavy wave of emotion for me. It kind of put me in a bad mood, like, the rest of the day. Like, I was so excited that it was happening, but they had debated me so hard that I was just, like, angry. And, like, I couldn't... I was just like, I can't do this right now. Like... <laughs> I but yeah I was uh I was very mad I was a I was a swearing mess I was so glad I wasn't streaming it or like recording it because it was just like me like no and like just yelling and my boyfriend had came in he was like are you okay like is everything all right and I was like I'm mad (laughs) (laughs) I yeah I think that's the similar type of thing we had where you're they're just dangling exactly what you want in front of you and then it's it's charlie brown trying to kick the football it really is it's pulled away from you you fall flat on your back and you're just like how how could i fall for this again i know why did i think you were gonna be treat me any differently nintendo (laughs) i think what gets me is that i was begging for that though i was begging for like just the the splash screen i was like i just want them to confirm Uh, it's happening i just want it to be confirmed it's happening i was like i don't care it's just a splash screen that says like animal crossing and that's literally what we got and i was like no no my own words against me (laughs) (laughs) yeah and sergio and i have said the same thing we're just like just tell us just just tell us it's happening we don't even know anymore (laughs) and now that you told us you know six months ago nintendo tell us a little more (laughs) yeah half a year we've been waiting it's so <laughs> so okay, now in hindsight, how do you feel about that whole reveal? Do you think it was good? Do you think it was deserved? Do you think it was too cruel? I feel like Isabel was being announced anyway into Smash, and I feel like it would have been cruel to not let us know it was going to be also like coming for us too. I feel like that's why they almost had to do a splash screen, even though they probably knew the game wasn't going to happen like anytime soon and they had no gameplay footage to actually show us. They're like, we have to at least tell them or else we're going to make every Animal Crossing fan angry. (laughs) And I think they literally announced it just to circumvent the anger we would have all had. Yeah, yeah. That 
it feels like they had to say it. Exactly. Yeah. Otherwise, it would have been a trap of us just going like, what are you thinking, <laughs> Nintendo? <laughs> the How outrage could... that would have been if they didn't announce it, but they announced Isabelle as a character right. would have been insane. I bet you it would have cut into Smash sales. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think I, I think a lot of people were like, awesome, Isabelle's in it. That's my girl. We're going to fight with her all day, every day. But then they don't announce Animal Crossing. They're like, oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're announcing a character with no future. What, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so sad to think about. It'd be sad <laughs> to think Isabel's just trapped in that town hall in New Leaf and just not able to do anything. Waiting It'd for us a, to come home. Shame. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So one thing I always bring up on Twitter is just how long... It has been since this announcement and how little we know still. <laughs> so how did you feel um, at the beginning of this year, like January, February, like prior to the direct? Um, I did not think it was going to come out this spring. I thought the soonest it personally would come out would be like June or like mm. July. I felt like that would probably be the soonest. Like it just I was like, there's. There's no way they would have done it that early in the year unless it was in the January Direct and we didn't have a January Direct. So I was like, okay, if we're not having one till February, then mm. we're probably not getting one till the second half of the year. And so I kind of like have still been waiting for just like some information. And so I've just been like anxious for info more than like anxious for the game because I just know to not expect the game yet. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's hard. It's hard waiting for news, and I think that's where a lot of us are, especially after this Direct 2, yeah. where so many of us were thinking, like, okay, this is happening, it literally happened five months after the announcement, and it's mm -hmm. like, okay, that seems like long enough, Nintendo, come on, give us some news. <laughs> give us something. And then still nothing, still yeah. absolutely nothing, and I feel bad, because I think some people are still feeling like it's going to com come out in the spring. And I'm like, no, 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 buddy. no honey, it's not <laughs> our sweet summer child. It's not happening. <laughs> yeah. It, even the summer feels like a long shot at this point. Yeah. Um, so what are you thinking in terms of like a release date? Um, well, mine's gonna be selfish because I like Halloween. So I want it to be in September so I can have the whole month of October to like enjoy. Ooh. So <laughs> I mine's a selfish request, but I also think it'd be a good time too. Um, cause there's gonna be a lot of people who have never played Animal Crossing before and not that winter isn't pretty, like you had mentioned in a previous podcast. Um, but it's just, I don't know. There's something nice about seeing the fall and the leaves and be able to catch bugs. And I don't want people to miss out on those like late summer, early fall experiences that they won't get if it gets introduced like in like, let's say November or something like that. Yeah, definitely. And I like your idea of having it like before October, because one of the coolest things, and you mentioned it earlier, was just that October was the month dedicated to Halloween. Mm -hmm. um, like instantly everything changed. Like you'd run around in your town, Jack would pop up and be like, hey, come over here. And you're like, where's that voice coming from? Yeah. And <laughs> you eventually find him and he pops up and he's like, hey, you want to help me be a little evil? <laughs> and you're like, Not yes. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, <laughs> So yeah, and then all of a sudden, like you can find all the different masks and things in the store, you can buy candy, and it just feels like 
the month is dedicated to it. And mm-hmm. that's definitely something I'd want to see more of in the game where it's like, and I feel like almost like Pocket Camp is doing this too with like its month long events right. where yeah. you have these themed events and you have all these different activities that you do, which are all the same activities, but at least like the items that you're getting are all based around this, this season, this, uh, this thing that's going on. And I feel like that gives people that connection to the world, that connection to like, this is a part of my day. This is how I'm going to spend a good part of my day. I'm just going to, you know, play for an hour, maybe two, probably five. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm going to be able to enjoy this whole holiday at the end of the month. And I feel like that adopts like kind of the realistic aspect of of the game where... Mm -hmm. You know, a person in real life is like, all right, it's uh, October now. I should probably start getting my decorations up and, you know, make this place a little spooky, buy some candy for the kids and all that sort of thing that makes it fun. And I want to see more of that in Animal Crossing. I feel like October does it well. Yeah. And and like you're saying, it's a great, great, great place for new players to just experience the game because then... They get to see like what makes it very exciting. It yeah. Ma- what makes why this real time clock makes sense. Watching um, the leaves fall and watching the snow fall, and then like when that finishes out, like they're gonna watch the like the flowers bloom. Like that whole like process and time frame would be so fun for a new player to be able to like really really experience the game. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, what types of new things would you like to see in Animal Crossing Switch? Um, I really want to see them take things from all of the other games and, like, mash them together a little bit better. Like, I want that grid style that was in Happy Home Designer they brought to Pocket Camp a little bit to New Leaf, but I want that, like, massed, produced. Like, I want to be able to place, like, public works projects, like, Mm. on a grid. Like, I want everything placed properly. I want to be able to move buildings. I want a full-blown grid system. Give me. Yeah. And moving buildings, that would be huge because you had those like, uh, like the cafe type of thing mm-hmm. where once you placed it, you couldn't move it. Or the campsite, you placed that and it was stuck. And mm-hmm. I, I always was confused as to why that was the case. Like, why can I not move this anymore? Why can't I at least like destroy it, you know, and build another <laughs> one somewhere else? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I... I always point to Happy Home Designer with these types of things because yeah. it, it just it gave you so much freedom to do so much more with the space that you had. Exactly. Um, yeah, be it like placing just like a couch outside of your house or like a carpet or something. Or a toilet, you know. Yeah. People <laughs> need to go to the bathroom and when nature calls, you can go in nature. I'm not I'm not going to judge. It's fine. I'll put up a fence for you. Yeah. Um <laughs> But yeah, it, it's really cool to have that type of freedom and be able to do a bunch of different things that you just literally haven't been able to do yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I guess this kind of that kind of goes into my other question. Um, but what would you like to see return from previous games? I'd really like to see. I mean, besides balls, that's obvious. Um, I'd really like to see mm-hmm. them bring back the mayor. I really like being the mayor. I don't want to, like, lose my title of being the mayor because I feel like they've gave me so much power. Like, please don't take that away. Um, I like to see that come back, but I like to see it just enhanced and, like, yes. improved and just, like, escalated. I'd really, really love to see that. 
Yeah, Sergio, I feel like you have something to say about that. Yes, I, I, I feel like it, it it almost has to. Like you said, if, if they take that away, it's like going backwards. But instead, mm-hmm. it should move forward. It should allow you a lot more freedom. And I think even the full grid system, it can be part of that. If you're the mayor, you should have the liberty to demolish a building and rebuild it somewhere else. Maybe it's really expensive and that's fine. You know, if you do that, that's probably something you're going to do after you've been playing the game for a bunch of months. So... You, mm-hmm. you can save up for that and it gives you more goals in the game than just paying your home maybe your main goal at this time is you want to move um, the museum somewhere else or or the store so you can do all that with a grid system because you're more of a mayor if you will yeah yeah I definitely really, i definitely want that like i think it'd be kind of interesting too to like have some of the things that you do place, like those public works projects, maybe like they're more like tourist attractions. Like if I place a pool, maybe like cool characters that don't live in my town actually come visit. Like I want my town to be like a tourist stop. Like I want people to come visit me and like enjoy my town that way. I think that'd be a different way to like introduce yourself to like new villagers that could possibly maybe even move in. Oh. Yeah, that's really cool. (laughs) Um, so last episode, I think it was last episode where we talked about microtransactions, right? Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. I, mostly from the comments, I saw people were just like, no, (laughs) (laughs) definitely not. And I mean, uh, I think it was unclear. Sergio and I would for sure prefer not to have microtransactions, but we're open to the idea of some sort of like DLC, be it like a big free update like Welcome Amiibo or something we pay for, um, which seems to be kind of the route Nintendo has been taken, taking with um, at least games now. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess, do you think Animal Crossing Switch will have p- paid DLC or what would you feel about that? Um, I kind of almost hope that they do because like, I think anyone who's played Animal Crossing for a very long time, when you play it for so long, after about a year or two, you run out of content. And I feel like having that option for like a year down the road or two years down the road that there's DLC, that would bring people back into their villages. That'd be, I guess, fresh for people who have continued to play that whole time. I think having the option there or having the idea there isn't a bad one because it can just bring new content and give you new experiences. Yeah, and and that's, I think, kind of the, along the lines where Sergio and I, both our feelings fell where it was like, you know, we play a lot of Animal Crossing. Um and uh, and at some point, there's just, like you said, you run out of stuff to do, surprisingly. <laughs> and so I, I am definitely open for, like, just a revamp of things mm-hmm. and just more more stuff when, when yeah. we're all out. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been really fun talking to you. I'm very excited about, you know, just, like, all of the different things that are going on and... Um, I'm excited to see your channel and your YouTube stuff. Um, uh, I'm going to be on the lookout, of course, for whenever that happens. Um, but yeah, I guess before we move on to our next announcement and then the show, um, where do, I guess, where can people find you? Um, people can find me on Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash dramakins, or you can find me on Twitter, which is dramakins TV. Awesome. And then um, is your, I guess your YouTube wouldn't be the same quite yet either. 
Yeah, I don't um, have the followers yet. I think you have to get like a hundred subscribers on YouTube before you can change it, but it will be Dramakins when I get there. Yeah, and that's like I said when I started my channel. Um, I think they had just added that feature where you had to get to a hundred to get that URL. <laughs> um, so yeah, like things are always changing in those platforms, and it's requiring different things of people. So keep working at it, everybody, if you want to make stuff. Yeah. Um, and you'll get there. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's been awesome having you. It's always really fun to have a guest on and just talk to them and figure out what's going on. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate it too. Yeah, so we have a big announcement. I guess it's not a big announcement. It's just a regular <laughs> sized announcement. Um, but we're going to do a live show next weekend. Um, I confirmed it with Sergio just before the show because that's the kind of thing I do. Um <laughs> But we're doing this Saturday, the 23rd, um, that is, is it March? Yeah, March 23rd <laughs> at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. So um, whatever you need to do to find out what time that is in your time zone. Um, luckily, we have Google now <laughs> to find that out. Um, but yeah, we'll be live. Um, it'll be on the Discord as per usual. And I don't know exactly what we're going to do yet, but... We've got, we've, we always find some fun things to talk about, but <laughs> I figured it's been long enough since we've done a, a live show. And I really wanted to go with a time that I felt would most likely work for a lot of our European listeners and everything. So yeah, if that interests you, join the Discord. Um, links are in the descriptions of this video or the podcast notes wherever you're watching or listening. So yeah, it's cool. Um, the last thing we're going to go over is, of course, our Haken's Villager Corner. Um, I think we're going to try to go through this pretty quickly today, Sergio, <laughs> since we're going long. Yes. Um, <laughs> Sorry. But the question... Oh, no, that's all right. It's always <laughs> worth it for having guests on. <laughs> um, and, you know, really, nobody minds when we go long. I always hear, like, people look at the time that the podcast goes, and they're like, yes, it's a long one this time. <laughs> I, I'm the same way. I see it long. I'm like, ooh, time to get some snacks. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, so I really appreciate that people love listening to this. Um, so the question this week for Haken's Villager Corner, and as always, let me explain that to you. We ask a, a question to our patrons every week on Patreon, and this week's question was, what is your favorite exhibit at the museum? So, yeah, Sergio, I don't know how many comments we can make on these, um, but we'll we'll try to make it quick so it doesn't go too long. Yes, sounds good. <laughs> um, yeah, do you want to start, Sergio? Yes, we we have the first answer by second, and they say, I love the bug exhibits in general. There's just more stuff to look at, but the fish exhibit in New Leaf is very good, especially that river fish section. Yeah, oh, and I wish I could talk about more. <laughs> I'm going to real <laughs> quickly say, one thing I really love about the museum, or at least starting a new Animal Crossing game, is first going to the museum and how they've redesigned it. Um, oh. That's always an exciting moment for me, because... A big part of the game for me is there's two things, paying off your home and then donating everything to the museum. Yes. I always try to do those two things. I don't always win, Same. <laughs> <laughs> but it is fun to do that. Um, so Emrock44 says, for me, it's the fish exhibit. It's always nice and relaxing to sit and watch the fish swim by. Yeah, <laughs> it is really nice. Nice. <laughs> Next, we have Dragon, and he says, The art gallery is the best part for me, especially once it's full. Knowing how hard it is, in theory, to get that full art gallery is something that feels really satisfying to me. 
And yeah. I agree. That's very true. Very, It's definitely difficult. Time consuming. That, that's the one I never finish. <laughs> except for New Leaf. I did it in that one. Ooh. Nice. Cyborg Jiro says, I like the fossils in general. It feels rewarding to complete a fossil. I usually hoard them in my home till I have one completed to give to the museum. <laughs> if only there was space in, or if only there was a space exhibit, I would definitely choose that. Oh, we need new exhibits, Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, give us more. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> Next, we have an answer by Sarah. She says, my favorite is the aquarium. I love seeing all of the different fish swim around, and the ambience is just so nice. Yeah, and the uh, one thing I like about Animal Crossing New Leaf was the changing in lighting, mm-hmm. and I feel like it really comes out in the aquarium in that one. Yes. So Coconut says, or Alex, uh, to be honest, when I play Animal Crossing, I'm not struck by that completionist mentality. So my fossil and art exhibits typically take quite a, a while to fill up. So for me, it's a tie between the bug and fish exhibits. They fill up so fast, and I learn a new fun fact each time I walk through them. Gives me that same giddy feeling third grade science class used to give me. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah, that's cute. (laughs) Next we have Grizzly Nina, and she says, The museum is one of my main happy places in Animal Crossing. I always try to complete every exhibit. I really love the river fish section in New Leaf. A lot of fans of those river yeah. fish. <laughs> I'm nice. going to have to look at that one again. I remember it being very green. I remember <laughs> things by color. That's that's how my memory works. Um, Bunny says, I love the fish exhibit the best. The lighting is beautiful and the whole atmosphere is very calming. Nice. <laughs> one more for the fish. Yeah. Next we have Evie Rose. And the answer is, I've always loved the fish exhibit. I just love the atmosphere of the place because it's so calm and relaxing. Sometimes when I was playing New Leaf at night, I could just be there and walk around and watch all the fish and fish and just chill for a bit. It's also cool to see all the fish you've caught swimming around together. But also, I don't know if this sounds as an exhibit, but I also have always loved Celeste's Observatory so much, and I really miss it. That's an interesting point. Yeah, that's a good callback too. I, mm-hmm. I I know a lot of people really miss Celeste. Um, yeah, same. I, I get, yeah. How did you feel about Celeste? I loved her. I that was like my favorite part. Uh, I think it was Wild War, wasn't it? Uh, oh my god, I yes. loved her. <laughs> that was my favorite yeah. part of that game. I that's why I did that the most. Is I just like looking at the stars and it was almost like a little mini game. It was really yeah perfect. Yeah, and what was nice about that one was like. Wild World had the screen switched from New Leaf. Like, New Leaf, your top screen was you playing, and then your bottom was, like, inventory map type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But Wild World was flipped where your top screen was the sky. So you could always, like, see it, mm-hmm. and it was nice. Um, Grace, or a penguin named Abraham, says, Ocean fish. I love aquariums in real life so much. They're so atmospheric and calming. Not to mention, just really interesting because of all you can learn about the different species of fish. I love the ocean exhibit in particular because I love to watch the really big fish swim around, like the sharks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do like that one a lot, too. And that like kind of like round room that you have, it's a very different angle from Animal Crossing. Yeah, for sure. Next, we have an answer by Vidlex. I love the aquariums, but I also like having completed dinosaur exhibits. So, man, it's, <laughs> it's I mean, everyone is, is going with the with the fish for sure. <laughs> yeah, but the dinosaur, the fossils are great. I feel like that's always the first one I complete 
because mm-hmm. the fossils aren't like they're not season dependent you know like right. you can find any or, fossil or at time, any time dependent either yeah yeah definitely because <laughs> i've i i think in new leaf i'd missed like one fish in the fall and so oh. you know the game came out in the summer so i played summer fall and then winter came around and i was like oh no i have to wait an entire year <laughs> yeah. to get this mm-hmm. Uh, so Cheryl Jones says, this is a boring answer, but it's got to be the aquariums. (laughs) I found it so satisfying and peaceful to visit the different aquarium areas. One time I took a bunch of pictures and turned them into an animation I posted online. I'll I'll have to find it and repost it to Twitter. I will have to see it when you repost it. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Yeah, I'd love to see that. For sure. Next, we have an answer by Arden and Herman. The aquariums, especially the ocean fish. We have easily spent hours admiring all of the fish we have collected on City Folk and New Leaf combined. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that, so it, yeah, it carries I like on. That you, yeah, I like that they pulled in the past games for that, yeah. too. <laughs> um, Emily says, I really enjoy the fish exhibit. I love watching them swim around. It's so peaceful and relaxing. I could stay there for hours. So there we go. More fish. <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah and yeah it does it does have that vibe so for sure and our last answer for this week is by birdie b and the answer is i love 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 the aquarium i often spend time just watching the fish swim around the music is also so relaxing fingers crossed animal cross <laughs> for a gyroid exhibit in the new game where eventually you will form a whole choir of gyroids I'm about oh. this idea. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I kid you not. Like, you know, the upstairs of the museum um, mm-hmm. where you could get like your own exhibits that you can make. Yeah. Two of mine are just my gyroid collection. <laughs> <laughs> mine were like Nintendo yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. Which makes sense, too. Like, that's the obvious other choice. Like, who doesn't want a n- Nintendo museum in their place? Um but yeah, I, I love the collecting the gyroids. And I was like, well, here's somewhere to put them all. <laughs> um, but yeah, w- once again, thank you so much for joining us, Drama. This was really awesome. I always love meeting new people and talking all things Animal Crossing. Same, same. Thank you for having me. It was really fun chatting with you guys. Thank you. And thank you so much for listening. If you want to be part of the conversation on all things Animal Crossing, please join our Discord. I have a link in the description of this podcast. It's totally free to join. You don't have to be a patron. And if you do join, you can get Sergio and my friend codes. We have a friend code sheet, and it's real easy to use. Um, but yeah, if you do want to become a patron, visit patreon.com slash Nintendo. For just a dollar, you can support our show, get tons of cool things, and you can see our current goals to improve the show and our content. We try to really make it worth it because we appreciate your support. If you're watching or listening on YouTube, please leave a comment about when you started playing Animal Crossing and your favorite museum exhibit. And please leave a review of the show wherever you're listening. It helps the show gain some visibility and allows our community to grow. Once again, thank you for listening, and we hope you have a great week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.